Welcome to the Psychology of Success. I'm Caden Terry, and each week I help young hustlers actualize their infinite potential by featuring interviews with world-class leaders in business, sports, and health. Now let's get into the psychology of success. All right, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super stoked for today. We have Ben Moore on the podcast. Some background on him. He is an I, pure definition of serial entrepreneur. So a little bit of background on him. So he... Uh, is the owner of the Nets on Fire facility here in St. George. He's going to talk more all about this, but he also is a Crumble franchisee. He's the owner of, is it Mono? Mono. Mono yep. Wake Surf, the owner of Sound Vision Tech, an investor there, and the, an owner at Luxonis. Luxonis, Okay, yep. it's like an AI company. Yep. And also New Wave Construction and Pools. So this guy has a ton of experience. He's at... I was actually told to interview him for the listeners that listen to the podcast with Treg Holbrook. Treg, because I asked him, hey, do you know anyone that I can interview? That's just a total stud. And you were the first name oh. he brought up. Thanks, Treg. So, <laughs> big shout out to Treg to, to get this set up for us. But yeah, dude, Ben, I appreciate your time today. Let's, let's just dive right into your story. Um, I'm so stoked. So tell us more about basically just your overall story and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So first, Kate, appreciate having me on. This is fun. Uh, I think it's awesome what, what you're doing and what's available to younger, younger guys these days. I mean, this, I would, I would have killed for something like this, right. To be able to learn from, from other individuals that are, that are out there starting businesses. So, uh, my story is, is this, um, started, went to UVU, went to, to college there, uh, graduated, um, after about a six-year run you know, on a four-year degree, oh, uh, basically working full-time, going to school full-time. Um, but started with a company, a guy took a chance on me. He had started up a company, and then it wasn't doing enough to provide for his family as well. So he went and worked elsewhere. And uh, I ran this company out of his house for, for a couple of years. Uh, started, I think, the first year we did $150,000 in revenue. Right, barely enough to 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 you know provide pay, payment for me. Right, and uh, anyway, we we I tried to become an expert in this in this space. Right, this we were we were basically building products for uh, delivering internet access to the home or business. Right, at this time, DSL, cable, fiber weren't readily available. So anyway, became an expert in this in this or tried to become an expert in this space, and we built the company up to about I think fifteen employees, doing millions of dollars of revenue wow. a year from that hundred and eighty thousand our, our first year. Awesome, doubling, tripling uh, every year. Uh, ended up selling the company after about I think five years, six years. We moved the company. We were out in California. Moved the company to Utah. Um, and basically sold the company because we wanted to take it to the next level, right? We wanted to get some additional engineering resources to help us. We knew the market well, but didn't have engineering resources. Mm -hmm. So felt like we were doing that to bring or to take us to the next level. Right. Um, and so we did that and unfortunately it didn't, didn't work out all that well. The engineering resources weren't really dedicated to what we wanted to do. Um, and we went from at that point, we were at 15 employees. The company that acquired us had 150 employees. And then the company that acquired that company about nine months later had 15,000 employees. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was a fun run. I learned a ton. I mean, 
having the opportunity to basically do everything at the start of the company, whether it was accounts payable, receivable, sales, shipping, receiving, I saw all phases of the business. So it taught me a ton. And uh, anyway, I got, I got to the point where I was flying back and forth to Chicago every week, every other week, trying to keep this business and this momentum going forward and quickly found out that, that we didn't share visions. Right. And I, I quickly found out that no matter what I did, it wasn't going to be able to help take the company further. And that was the first time within Pacific Wireless where I felt that way. And so I basically decided at that point, I'm number one, I love startups. I figured that out. Uh, love startups. And I wanted to be able to control my destiny. I didn't want to have to rely on anybody else. I didn't want to have to go through a bunch of red tape to be able to get stuff done. So mm. at that point, um, Robert Para, who's the CEO and founder of Ubiquity Networks, uh, actually reached out to me. We had done some business while I was at uh, Pacific Wireless. Reached out to me, and you know, it was a startup at that time. Um, he had started ex ex Apple engineer. Um, brought me on. Uh, wanted me to run the business side of things. At that point, I think we were doing somewhere along the lines of twenty million dollars a year in revenue. So fairly healthy. Um, but the thing that, that sold it for me um, in joining this company is, again, 10 employees at the time, so we could take it and run with it, right? And I, I saw the, the vision that they had with, with their products, and me having known the market, right, because mm. um, it was similar space, right? It was, it fixed outdoor wireless, delivering internet access, internet access to the home. Um, I saw what they were doing and knew that it would be great product. And I had a distribution network that I'd established at Pacific Wireless that I could you know, take this into. Totally. So anyway, we built that up. Um, and long story short, because I know there's a lot of questions, but we built that up. Uh, it took the company public in 2011. Um, and I think it's... I, mean, I left in 2018, and we were doing uh, 1.2 billion in revenue. So it was awesome. It was it was you know every 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 year it was just double triple. No way. Um, yeah, it was awesome. So you took it public. We took it public. And yep. you, so you can buy the stock. It's yep. available, and it's yeah yeah. So right now I I, I check it still pretty often. Oh uh, yeah. It's got a I think it's a 11 billion dollar market cap. Okay, so you still have ownership in it? Uh, I don't. Okay, I don't. Um, I've I've sold stock and and those things. I, again, I going back to the control your own destiny, right? I think I mean it's it's a great company and it's doing well, everything along those lines. But I don't know. I always just choose to invest in me, right? And again, that's not a egotistical thing at all. Like if 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 something goes bad, I want it be it to be because of me, right? So anyway, uh, yeah, I took the company public in 2011. Um, and it, it's, it, it was a awesome ride. Awesome ride. Established distribution in 180 countries. Uh, sold, you know, tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of devices. Um, and, and not only that, but it was, I mean, it's a product that I think worldwide helped, right? Because a lot of areas didn't have internet access. Or, you know, it wasn't the products that we were selling made it possible for them to deploy wireless networks within a, a home or a school or a business because they were pretty inexpensive. Mm -hmm. So I think not only was it awesome from a business perspective, but I think it did a lot of good as well. Totally. So, did, so, so 2018, you step out, mm -hmm. right? And it's, it's been public for a little bit. Yep. 
what was the next move after that? Because at that point, dude, I would have been like, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go golf every day. Yeah. You know, that, for whatever reason, hasn't crossed the mind. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, all gas, no brakes. All it, gas, no brakes. that way for me, too. Well, I think at the end of the day, that stuff can get pretty old, right? I mean, I, I number one, I don't golf. So it's he's not, a baller for the listeners that don't know. Yeah. I, I saw Ben at the gym, fitness culture, what, <laughs> yesterday. It was uh, like yes. 7 a.m. and we were talking. He was like, Yeah, I just got done playing basketball. I was like 5 a.m. <laughs> got done playing with the guys. Now I'm lifting. I was like, Holy crap, man. I just woke up. Yeah, I wish anyways, I could. Yeah. I wish I could still consider myself a baller. I don't know. In my age, if I can get up and down the court, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, to your, to your point, like, I, there wasn't another passion out there. You know, I, I, I love the community. I love uh, St. George. We've been down here about eight or nine years, and so, um, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get into this. But, but I, I wanted to do a little more stuff locally, you know, and uh, so that's been that drives me, you know, just just seeing what we can create here, right? Because mm. maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm selfish, but I want my kids to be able to stay here. Right. Yes. And I, I've, I felt, and I think Utah Tech has done a good job with, you know, the, some of the entrepreneur stuff, the, the, uh, um, what's the, the innovation plaza. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. Some of those things are really awesome. Um, I do think in general, we've been a little bit more tied to the service industry space. Right. And, and so, you know, again, selfishness, whatever you want to call it, giving my kids an opportunity uh, to find employment here is awesome you know and so that's mm. that's been part of the thing that i've wanted to do is you know maybe create some additional businesses here in here in st george that's great so now it, it almost sounds like it's not so much about the money but it's more about the impact would for you sure, say that for sure yeah for sure i mean it, it i mean at the end of the day i you know i'm fortunate blessed you know to to, to be in a position that i am um mm-hmm. from from a financial perspective um but yeah, I guess two things it would be having not only opportunities for my kids, uh, but I also love it. You know, I, some guy took a chance on me, right? Yeah. Gave me an opportunity that I didn't deserve at the time. Uh, you know, I was still, still in college, going to school full time, uh, working full time, you know, and basically was handed this business. Now, it wasn't a super successful business at the time. We, we helped get it there. Um, but I want to provide those same types of opportunities, mm. right? You know, you get those, those hungry individuals that, that are ready to run, you know, and that are willing to, to work through some mistakes and everything else and, and, and make it happen. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I'd love to see, uh, you know, additional individuals get opportunities for growth and, and that, that does drive me. Dude, that is why I do the podcast, right? I'm trying to create opportunities for all the young hustlers out there. If they want to do business, dude, there's so much out there. So much. Yeah. And so that, yes. that's, that's a culture we're trying to develop here. And for the listeners, it's a little sneak peek, but we're putting together, um, an event here soon to where you can get together with a bunch of other young hustlers and learn from people like Ben, how to start your own business, how to finance it and how to win in every area of your life, because there's so many opportunities and we're trying to create that environment where those opportunities can just breed and you can meet other people and network. So, dude, I'm all for it. I'm on that Love same it. mission as well. Love it. Well, well done. I, I, like I said, this is awesome. Yeah. This is awesome. And I, I think if I had had this, I think I took one college class where I felt like, and again, college is great. I, I recommend it, graduated, <laughs> all those things. Yeah. But like, I took one class where I was like, 
these guys, I mean, we had, uh, it was an entrepreneurial class mm -hmm. and, and we had, you know, individuals come in weekly talking about their, 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 their story. So good. And it was, it's electric. Huh? It, it was, it was electric. And I think that, that sealed the deal for me. Mm -hmm. So dude, so good. Okay, so 2018, you step out. Yep. What what was the next move? Because I know you 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 have all these other startups, man. So what was the next so, next thing? And, I, and and I'll probably miss up some of the dates, but but um, one of the one of the first things was was probably nets on fire. Um, so initially, uh, you know, I've got seven kids. Okay, uh, six boys that that like to play basketball. Uh, I came down here from from up north. We played a lot of basketball up there. And uh, we moved down summer, summer of, I think, 20, 2016, 2017, uh, no, 2016. Um, and I started coaching my, my boys' team, right? And our first practice, because we couldn't get into the local high schools, right? It was, for, for whatever reason, we couldn't get in. Um, our first practice was at a local park. And I'm like, man, this is this is crazy, right? <laughs> we got uh, all these kids that want to play ball. You know, let's let's you know, let's, let's get them going. Uh -huh. And, uh, so that kind of started, um, what is now nets on fire. It's just that, that cultivating of, Hey, we need to find an opportunity for kids to be able to get out and, and play. Right. And so, um, uh, actually had a court donated to me, uh, the initial court, uh, it was a Memphis Grizzlies floor. So, and it's a legit and actual, it was, Grizzlies that, floor, this was right? a Grizzlies floor from San, uh, uh, from San Jose. So, so the owner of Ubiquity actually ended up buying the Memphis Grizzlies. So we had that court out there in a, in a warehouse and he sent it, sent it my way because we were <laughs> shutting down that, that warehouse. And I'm like, well, I'll find a spot for it. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Um, so a good buddy of mine uh, had actually started up a training program called Nets on Fire. And uh, he actually owned the, you know, the building that we ended up uh, putting these courts in. So we leased some space from them, and uh, I ended up uh, purchasing the LSU floor. Ben Simmons played on it. Um, and then uh, the Lehigh University floor and the 66ers floor. So um, put them in there and, and uh, leased, leased the building for a little while, and then we, we decided to buy the building uh, after a couple of years, and that's when we gutted it and renovated it. Um, but Nets on Fire has been awesome. It's, it's, uh, I think it's a great thing. It's a, it's a nonprofit. Um, it, it does a decent job of losing money, um, but it's, mm. it's awesome. It's great for the community. Um, we've got great people over there that, 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 that run it. Um, and, you know, we have, I think we had 150 teams that participated in our last uh, league. Um, and we do a lot of charity events out there. We've uh, done three-on-three -three tournaments. We've done stuff with Tans Treats and, and other things as well. Mm. And, and that's actually part of, part of the complex. So it's, it's the Be More Complex um, where we where we actually work with a number of local and some that aren't local uh, nonprofits and and donate uh, funds that are brought in through uh, different businesses there hmm. um, and it's it's been awesome it's been awesome St. St. George community has embraced it and and uh, it's I think it's been a blessing it's been a blessing for me because it's fun to see it's it's uh, got a great vibe and feeling over there um, and I think it has been positive for the for the community. So what do you mean by like the be more complex? Like what's the, what's the vision with it? So the be more complex. So I, you know, for whatever reason, I, I couldn't get out of my head about buying this building. Right. I, I'm like, it's an older building. I, I don't financially, I don't know if it totally makes sense, but, um, 
but we bring a lot of people into with nets on fire, right? I mean, on any Friday or Saturday, there's four or 5,000 people walking through those doors, right? <laughs> to watch basketball games, and everything else. So I'm like, well, if this, if this building sells to somebody else and they don't love us they're you know, or they don't want us there, what, what are we going to do? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, my guess was the owners would either love us or hate us. They'd love us because we, brought in a ton of people, right? But they may hate us because we took over the parking lot. So uh, ended up buying buying the complex, uh, worked with a great group to to renovate the, the facility. And at that point, uh, just started finding other complimentary businesses to come in, right? So we have Cheer up there. Um, okay. We have uh, Acceleration up there, the, the speed and agility training, Shafit, uh, the grip, the Ninja Warrior stuff, uh, and then the rink. So a uh, uh, lot of businesses that feed off each other, right? So, for example, on a tournament tournament Saturday, the family will come in, watch their kid play basketball. Well, their other kids are out, you know, playing at the grip or at the rink. So we wanted to find complementary things, right? Or mm-hmm. I'm going to drop off my kid, and then I'm going to go get a workout in over at Shafit. Those kind of things, and so we were pretty selective in in the businesses that we we brought in, uh-huh. and so we lease most of those spaces. Um, personally, I still have the rink and and nets on fire, but the other ones are are leases. Yeah, and it's it's again it's been awesome. I I, I think it was one of those things where you know um, just just felt like it would be great for the community. Yeah. So overall, you, you said it's not quite making money. It's just well, no. The, I mean, the complex itself. I mean, okay. as far as rents and things like that go, yes. but nets on fire. It's if you start if you actually do the numbers when you start looking at a thirty thousand square foot building and yeah. what that would cost with utilities, mm-hmm. um, property taxes, you know, insurance, employees, and then and then figure that the property or the 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 building sits from eight to three without any use. I mean, you basically have to maximize about four hours of use. Um, it, it's it's very difficult to break even, and and even more difficult to make a profit in in something like that. Mm. But again, the building it, uh, as a whole does great, right? I think the other individual businesses in there are doing very well. Obviously, we 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 uh, you know collect rent from 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 those tenants, and that's been great. Um, but as far as nets on fire itself, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a labor of love, mm. but it, I, I, I do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Do it again in a heartbeat. That's, that's so cool. You know, it makes me emotional <laughs> hearing that because it's so cool seeing that, you know, you worked your tail off, um, to take that company public and now in a way you're, you're giving back, right? You, you found your passion. It's, it's basketball, but more than that, we were talking about this off air. It's the lessons you learn. Totally. From sports. Totally. And to do that for the community and provide that opportunity, even if you're losing money, like, I think that's so cool, man. It shows a lot of who you are and just like how you're talking about, you're trying to create a better community. It's what it's all about. Yep. And again, whether whether it's selfish or not, I mean, my kids have had those same opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, with sports and, you know, you want them to work hard. Mm. You want them to work hard. You want them to be held accountable. Uh, you know, and so there's there's so many important life lessons, you know, that, that that you get out of sports. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, those opportunities were presented in, in an area that was a nice, nice place to be, uh-huh. you know. And so, um, you know, I, I, there's so many there's so many things that I think you can learn on the baseball field 
on the basketball court. You know, I mean, some of my proudest moments as a dad haven't been by knocking down a three or, well, none of my kids can dunk, so that's not it either. (laughs) But um, some of my proudest moments of my, of my kids have been, you know, how, how have they dealt with, with failure, right? I mean, you're, you're a Desert Hills guy, right? Yeah. I mean, my, my oldest son, I think is one of his first uh, varsity games as a sophomore, wide open, wide open, Mm. you know, crowds there, corner three, he's amped, air balls it over the rim by three or four feet. I mean, he's just, just jacked, you know, next time it came around, he was willing to shoot it again. I don't even remember if it went in, but that's life. He's willing. Right. He's willing. Right. Like we're going to fail. What do we, what do we do from here? Right. Mm. How do we respond? Mm. And, and so anyway, I can go, on, it, I can go there, on that forever. There's something interesting I learned the other day um, about failure. So if you look at the word uh, sin, the actual like uh, the etymology or the original meaning of the word sin is to miss the mark, mm. right? It's like what the people back in the day, the archers used to use whenever they missed their target. So if yeah. you think of an archer, like if they sin or if they come up short, if they make a mistake, all they do is just grab another arrow and just fire away as yes. many arrows as it, they expect that they're going to miss. That's why they have 20 more arrows on their back. So it's the same with your, your son and with totally. life, everything, yep. man, expect to miss. Yeah. But keep firing. Away. You got, you got yeah. plenty of arrows. Keep going. <laughs> what other options are there? I mean, yeah. it's either that or come off the court. Right. Mm. And, and, and you're not going to learn and grow that way. So anyway, I, I, it's, it's been a f- an awesome project. Dude, so cool. Yeah. Okay. So there's nets on fire. Okay. And then. So see. yeah, some of the other, I mean, any no, other, no, okay. Yeah, so yeah, going, some of the dude. other, other businesses. And again, a lot of it is, is like some of these are, um, you know, investments, right? Some of these I'm actively involved in. Um, and by active, I mean, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, we've got the construction. I'm not, I'm not going to add any value going pound on nails. Right. Uh, but, but finding, finding locations, yes. uh, you know, execution, what kind of service we want to deliver those kind of things. Right. Um, so that's kind of what it's been. It's, it's been, you know, creating new companies based off of, uh, need, you know, things that where I feel like, Hey, there's, there's an opportunity here. Um, whether it, you know, whether it be because, you know, all things are growing so quickly and, and there's not enough people or, or companies to, to provide what's needed. Um, uh, or, or maybe it's a, this market where I'm like, man, this, this, uh, I think could be done better. Um, mm. and so may, may need to disrupt the market a little bit and, and, and make it better. So your role right now is more looking for those opportunities. You see one and then do you create a team to go attack that opportunity where it's not so much you? Or? Definitely. Definitely. So, you know, and, and really in each one of these businesses, um, and some of them I've joined in after the fact as an investor or whatever, like for example, Sound Vision is a local company. Um, many know them as True Audio um, or Vessel. Uh, Sound Vision is kind of the parent company. I just invested in them because I was impressed with with the technology. It was building my house and they were putting in speakers no and, and the streaming product. I'm like, man, this is awesome. And it had a lot of similarities to... Uh, technology and and stuff that I had done at Ubiquity, and so uh, invested and and then have you know wanted to help kind of with some of the distribution and other stuff um, that, that that they're doing, and so we're 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 pushing and and getting additional distribution and also adding to to our product line where I feel like there's a need, and I, I'm not I'm not driving a lot there. They've got a great team in place already, um, but yeah, we've started up 
you know, like the, the Crumble franchise. We, we actually hired a kid from here, from Utah Tech. He actually played basketball with my, my oldest son, um, and we moved him to Colorado Springs. And he's running the, the, the Crumble franchises out there. No way. Yeah. So did you bring him on as a partner? Yeah, he, you know, that was the best thing. So this kid's okay, a stud. That's what I'm curious about. This kid's a stud. I mean, um, and I don't, I don't know how many there are out there like that. I'd hire all of them if there, if there, <laughs> there are more. But um, he actually came in and uh, partnered with, with some of his own funds, which was really got cool to see. He's got skin in the game. Good. You know, it's easy to walk away from something when you're, eh, yeah, somebody else's deal. Yeah, it's Ben's problem. Yeah, it's Ben's problem. Um, but he's passionate, right? He wants to see this thing succeed, right? Just as much as I do, probably, probably more, you know, and hopefully more, um, you know. And so, yeah, we we actually, I call him a kid. He's not a kid. I mean, he's twenty, whatever it is, twenty four, twenty five years old he's now. Young though, yeah. To me, he's a kid. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we he you know he's just embraced it, embraced it, and run with it. And uh, has just done a phenomenal job, phenomenal job, mm-hmm. and 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 that's the kind of strategy that we look for is is find an opportunity, and build a team, and and quite frankly, get out of the way, right? So, I mean, yes, I'm gonna add some value with maybe some some direction or maybe some different product or whatever, uh, just based off of experience or things that I see. Um, but ultimately, you want you want buy-in, and whether it's skin in the game with with actual funds. But I want guys that are going to go out and become an expert, and become and, and and basically wake up thinking, this company represents me, right? Not not me, but you know the individual, right? So mm-hmm. so they become all you know they they basically are all in on what they're doing, you know. And I think I think that's that's. Uh, you know, something that we've tried really hard to do is is just just create those type of opportunities and and give give them enough room to make mistakes and to to, to grow from it and to build on it. You know, uh-huh. so and that that is something I'm trying to work on. For me, delegation is so hard because, for example, with bin blasters, like you know, it's my baby, and it's so hard to have that trust. Um, cause we're, we're a startup and yeah. you know, startup. we've been in business for about seven months and you know, we're still rolling. We're not, we're almost making a profit. We're just, we're getting there, yeah. but you know how it is. Like it's so exciting. So my question, I think a lot of the listeners are probably wondering, so we'll just give an example with, with my story. So we got bin blasters rolling. Um, I'm just working, dude, just putting all my money back into it. Just praying that it, I'm going to see Love you it. one day, you Love know, it. just all in. But I see so many opportunities. It's ridiculous around mm-hmm. me, business opportunities that I want to pursue. But how do I know when it's time to, to shift focus and to attack a new opportunity? Like, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So you're specifically with something like bin blasters, like, hey, is it something that I can walk away from? Not walk away from, but can I can I shift my focus a little bit? Is yes. that what you're asking? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of it will depend on on just comfort level and, and where you feel like, like the business is. Is it something where I've got, I can put it in cruise control now and it can run on its own? Or do I feel like, gosh, you know, I really need to get it over the hump before it, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be profitable in order to, to, to step away or to focus, put focus elsewhere. Why is that? Well, I, I mean, what, what I mean by that is, is if the trajectory is such that like, Hey, six uh-huh. months down the road or 12 months down the road will be profitable. That's fine. Right. If the trajectory looks good and I trust the people we have in place and I feel like they're, they're bought in, 
right? Um, you know, obviously, I you know would never run away or walk away from a business where I'm like, man, this guy or this individual's not not bought in, doesn't see the vision. I'm having to still push him or push the individual to kind of get going. And then it's like, no, either I need to replace that individual mm. and and find somebody that's that's more passionate and and is is going to fight through anything. Mm. Or I'm going to have to stay there for a while and make sure my hands are all over it to make sure it's still moving forward. And so I think it's just just being able to evaluate the individual and see, you know, kind of where they are in their in their progression, if they're ready to fly mm. or if it's like, hey, I need to continue to manage it. And, and if I need to continue to manage it, that's fine if I feel like eventually they're going to get there, right? And if they're not, it, maybe they're just an employee, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe that they, that's that's what they enjoy. They want to, you know, they want to go in, clock in, and and and, fine, yeah. and and not have to think through some of the other things, right? There's there's you know there's safety in that, and and uh, it can be very very good, very very rewarding. But again, I think it, it comes down to the individual and and making sure that you're you know you've assessed what that individual is capable of. Uh, or individuals, depending on the company. Okay, I, I hope the listeners picked up on the pattern that Ben just talked about. He highlighted, so I asked him that question, and he didn't highlight so much, oh, yeah, make sure it's profitable, make sure that the numbers are right. He highlighted the people, mm-hmm. right? He, he talks so much about focusing on your team and if they're bought into the vision, which I yep. think is so interesting. Yeah. And I think that's why you've had a lot of success and how you've been able to grow so fast and delegate is because you focus more on your people oh, right, yeah. and taking care of them. Well, I, I hope so. I, I mean, those that work with me, and I, and I, that, I think it's a, an important part is work with me, right? It's not. Yes. There's no four. There's yeah. no because it's love it. It's it's just as much their businesses as, as it is mine, right? And you know, obviously, I'm never I'm not perfect with that, but I think it's 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 uh, important that they feel valued and and they feel like they are a part a major part of the company and it doesn't matter where they are within the company right we want them to feel important want them to feel like they're you know they're they're just as important as anybody else uh-huh so what what are some specific things that you do with I won't call them employees your teammates whether yeah. it's partners or whoever yep. your teammates is what I like to say how do you empower them how do you make them feel important and bought into the vision well, I, I think by turning, you know, when again, whether where where we feel comfortable turning things over, right, and and having trust in 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 them, and 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 showing appreciation for for the things that they're doing, you know, I think, uh, you know, whether it's a a bonus or a profit share or a you know, um, you know, whatever it is, feeling like, hey, this is this guy appreciates me, and uh, you know, and, and wants me to succeed. You know, and so we've we've thought about different different ways of doing that. And there's always the bonus or the profit share or stock options if you're you know public or whatever. Um, you know, we've looked at personally. I love uh, incentives, and we're and we're working on this. This is something that we're we're trying to put together that will pay dividends now and in the future, right? So, uh, you know, rather than hey, here's 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 a, you know, a gift card or here's a check for, you know, whatever bonus or, you know, 
let's, let's, let's get you into an investment, right? Or let's get you into, you know, we're building some homes and some townhomes. Maybe there's some, some things that we can do there, mm-hmm. right? So that, again, hopefully we're, we're helping set them up uh, for, for future success as well. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I think that's seen as, hey, this, this person cares about me. Um, and again, it's always hard talking about these things because, you, you know, I'm, you're, you're never perfect at it, but, but, uh, that is something that, that, that we've tried hard to do is, is empower and, and make sure that, that individuals feel appreciated and that they're a key, uh, you know, a key individual in, in the process. Mm. Dude, that's special. So good. Okay. So I, I kind of want to dive into, so I went to your facility. It was probably like three years ago before my mission, my brother had a basketball game there. And I remember sitting down and you had these huge banners and you had quotes. Yep. Are they still there? They are. So we've changed inside the, the facility a little bit. Um, there's still some quotes in there. Uh, Most of them line the hall going in. We still have like my, my big, the big one that you probably saw was decisions determine destiny. Yeah. Right. I love it. In fact, if you go into the rink, that's what it says on the windows, right? Is decisions determine uh, determine destiny, um, and and so yeah, we've we've got quotes like that throughout the building, whether it's from um, ecclesiastical leaders, or you know guys like you know Stephen Covey or or John Wooden. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's quotes throughout the building. So so why? Because that that's actually what I wrote down. Decisions determine destiny because that's the one I remember. I think it's like right in the center. Yeah. It's it's huge. It's huge. So I can tell it's a, a very impactful to you. What, yeah. what does that quote mean to you? So, I mean, I, I think everything comes down to the decisions we make. You know, the other, the other quote in there we have is present actions determine future results, right? Which is basically the same thing. Decisions determine destiny, right? If we mm-hmm. want to be successful a year from now or two years from now or five years from now, what are we doing today? What decisions are we making today that are going to help us get there. And so, you know, so many times I think we look at it, you know, at, at failures or things that happen to us and we, we, we place blame elsewhere. Right. And, and we, 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 and I'm I'm guilty, guilty of as well. Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, but, but I think, you know, so many times we can look at it and go, wait a minute, let me, let me go back. Let me take some steps back and see what did I do? Right. What were some, what were some miscues that I had along the way? What what were some of the decisions I made that that got us to this point? And I think obviously if you focus on t- that too much, it can be unhealthy. But I think focusing on that a little bit is very healthy um, because again, it 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 allows us to internalize and say, hey, you know, there's there's some improvements that I can make that are going to help me, you know, get to the next level. Right. No different than than, you know, studying film after a basketball game, right. Or, you know, studying a picture or whatever, like, Hey, mm-hmm. this is, these are things that I need, that I can work on, you know? And so it's those decisions, those daily decisions that will determine, you know, where we are five years from now, 10 years from now. And so, uh, yeah, I love, I love that quote. Yeah, totally. And I, I agree, man. It's that those 1% gains every single day that just aggregates and compound Every single day. Every single day. Right? And it just yep. gets, it's it's a snowball effect, man. And that, that's a common thing I've seen as I've interviewed people. Um, they often leave clues of success, as I yeah. like to call them. Common denominators that all these people are doing. And it, it's little things day in and day out. So for you, like, what are some of those things that you would say has helped you stay on the trajectory towards becoming your best self? Yeah, I think um, I think the biggest thing is is just the purpose 
right? Or why am, why am I doing what I'm doing? Right. And we talked a little bit about it. Like it's, it, at this stage, it's not, Hey, I need to make another buck. Right. Well, and, and not to say, I don't like to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's that, nice. That, that's hey, the competitive juices are still flowing. Um, you know, but, but, uh, you know, I think it's important to have a, a drive, you know, a passion, you know, for, for whatever it is. So I think, I think keeping that in perspective, you know, and waking up with that drive every day, like I, I legitimately wake up every morning thinking, sweet, I get to go to work. Right. I, I get, get to, I get, I get, get to, to go like, to cause work. at the yeah. end of the day, it's, it's, and I, and I think it's important to have fun, right? I think it's important to, to enjoy what you're doing. And I think mm. too many times, again, we punch the clock and, and it's like, oh man, I got to go to work, you know? And, and, and I found that out with when we were acquired by that company that had 15,000 employees, that's what I felt like. Like I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to make a difference today, right? I'm going to wake up, I'll do my thing, but they don't really care. So I don't really care. And, uh, so I think it's important to, to number one, you know, have that purpose and number two, enjoy what you're doing. Right. And, you know, if you have to wake up every day thinking, gosh, I can't believe I have to do this again. That's tough. Mm. That's tough. So I think it's, you know, and it's not always going to be fun, of course, but I, I do think it's important that you enjoy what you do. Mm. So I, I would say those are the kind of things that, 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 uh, I look at is, is just, you know, having a purpose and, and having that drive you and then, and then finding, finding joy in the journey. Yeah. You know, I did. I love that because that, that's something I'm trying to cultivate and especially being young for a lot of the listeners and even for myself, um, we're, we're just out hustling, right? We're trying to create success. We're trying to start businesses and it's hard. And so like, you're talking about waking up feeling excited, um, which I definitely do feel, but there's definitely <laughs> days that are down, right? Sure. So definitely. Like, for you, like, how did you find that? Like, for example, with the podcast, that's how I feel every day when I get the opportunity to work on the psychology of success and building that environment for other younger kids. But how can all of us find that, that passion? It's so hard to to figure out, you know, what, what would you think? Yeah, that's a good, that's a, a good question. Uh, you know, how, how do you find, find that, that driver? Um, you know, and I think a lot of it is just, just working, you know, with, with different things until you feel like, Hey, this is, this is my thing. Right. I mean, I, I remember starting out, I worked at, you know, I loved the initially loved the safety of just, you know, going to work every day and going home and shutting it off. Right. That was kind of convenient, kind of yes. nice oh, as a, so as a, nice as a business be. owner, like, <laughs> You know, I mean, for several years, I would travel all over the world and and do my do my work during the day of wherever I was, and then at night I got home and you're done. Well, no stress. Well, no. Like, Are you if, saying with the, with yes, your business? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying outside. Like no, outside. <laughs> like with my business, I'd be traveling. You know, all over the world, right? And and so I'd gotcha. I'd have visits and meetings and everything throughout the day, and I got and I'd get get done, get to my hotel, and all my normal work was was there waiting for me. You know, and so yes. anyway, it's it's nice to be able to shut off, but I think I think it's just important to, to 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 keep moving forward, keep moving forward, and you'll find those things that 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 drive you, mm. right, and that that bring in excitement and joy into your life, like your podcast, yeah. right. And I think it's natural and normal to you know, as you start up a new business, to be like, oh my gosh, this is exhausting and overwhelming. Scary, yeah, yeah. it's like. It's not like every day I wake up thinking, you know, uh, most of the days I do and I'm still excited, but some of the stuff I don't want to have to deal with, you know, it's hard to have tough conversations. It's hard to do some of those things. 
but again, if you have that vision and purpose in mind, right? Like yours, I think with, with the podcast, I mean, this is, this is incredible to give that many people an opportunity to learn and, and to, to push themselves. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Awesome. And, 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 and something, again, I wish I could go back in time and have this, this opportunity when I was <laughs> 20 something. Yeah, totally. And you know, we're, we're on a good topic right now. I want to keep talking about it. Failure, man, because for me, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, especially with cars. Like I've lost a lot of money <laughs> flipping cars or with Bitcoin or because a lot of people, they, they see the social media and they, they listen to the podcast and they think, Oh, uh, you know, Caden's just killing it. But like in reality, like <laughs> I'm failing, right. But I'm learning. Sure. And, but I, I'm still finding success, but it's those failures that at first I'd get so frustrated and so mad. But now it's, it's almost a win-win because I realize, okay, if I win, that's great. I win. But if I lose, I just learn. And now I know that I can share that experience with other people. And now I know I'll make even more money. For example, I just bought um, a Nissan Sentra. Uh, we, we got it um, about two months ago. I was driving it. And the transmission just went <laughs> downhill. Yeah. And so we're going to end up losing like probably two or three grand on it. And so at first, like I'm super frustrated, but I'm trying to change my mindset to where, okay, great. Now I'm going to go out and make even more money because now I know I'm never going to buy a car. I I know what to look for with a bad transmission. I'm going to avoid it. Therefore, I'm going to make more and more money and I'm going to use it as fuel to keep going. So for you, Ben, I, I know you've got a ton of experience in business. What are some of your biggest failures and what do they teach you? Good question. So I actually shared this uh, when we when we met a little while ago, and this this isn't a failure in um, in business. I mean, I've got I've got those, and I'll share those as well. But but one of my uh, biggest failures that still drives me today is, and I share this is is you know as a sophomore in high school, right? I was a what I consider a decent basketball player. Um, you know, played played quite a bit, um, but I didn't I didn't commit. I didn't commit and was cut from my sophomore basketball team. And, uh, you know, I had the normal, oh, man, coach this. and it's and coach's fault, yeah, it's coach's fault and politics and, you know, and everything else. And, and uh, honestly, I still look back on that, on that um, you know, that, that situation, and I am so grateful mm. because it drives me today mm. um, that, that I'm not going to be – I'm going to still fail – but I'm going to give it my best shot. And I didn't give it my best shot back then. And, and so I think too many times we get, we get caught up in, in failure is just, Hey, this is only a negative, only a negative. And you're right. I mean, yeah, now you know what to look for. Then it wasn't a failure, right? It wasn't a failure because now you've learned, you know? And so that for me was, was initial, an initial fair failure I had. Um, I shared another one, I think in, in, in Utah, MLMs are a big a big deal, right? Yes. Well, I had mine for about two months, and uh, you know, a buddy of mine, actually brother in law, was making some good money doing it. I decided to quit my job to do it. I was married and had a kid. Okay, one sec. For those of you that don't know, what's an MLM? Multi level marketing. Um, okay. Whatever for whatever reason, they're somewhat you know <laughs> infamous in, in Utah. <laughs> um, for sure. But uh, and I don't have anything to to offer you today, so we're, we're good. <laughs> Um, Put in the plug, right? Yeah, now. yeah, exactly. Spot. No, <laughs> um, but but anyway, you know, I I, I I I my wife, kid, 
I had a fairly stable job at the time while I was still going to school. This was prior to the Pacific Wireless days. I quit my job and basically put my neck on the line uh, for this this company. And I sold one um, one product and quickly realized the person I sold it to was never going to be able to sell this product. Mm. And I'm like, man, this this just does, to me on this this particular product, this particular company does not feel right. Mm. Um, and number one, I'm not good at it. And so that was a failure for me, but it also uh, made it so that my back was against the wall, right? I'm like, okay, I've got wife and kid. My bank account's now down to next to nothing. What do I do, right? Jeez. And so, yeah, it was stressful time, but at the same time, it, it taught me a ton, right? It taught me a ton what to look for in a business, uh, you know, what chances to take and what chances not to take, what my skill set was. And so, uh, you know, that was, that was a failure, but again, taught me a ton. And so I don't look at it as a failure. I look at it as a learning opportunity. Hmm. And there's, there's, there's many failure uh, along the way too. So, you know, we, you, you gotta have them. Yeah. And expect them, right? And, and expect them. Just take another arrow and yep. just fire away. Cause now you know exactly where to aim and how you need to adjust for the wind and the rain because you've experienced it, right? Totally. And then you can just keep on going. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Even, even with all of that experience and factors and all, all of those things, you still may miss, right? Your yes. best baseball players, you know, they're hitting what? 300, yeah. 350, <laughs> right? I mean, so the they're failing all the time. And so anyway, I think where we, where we really fail is if we allow it to take us down. Right. And, mm. and, and we don't learn from it and move on, you know. So I think it's important to 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 learn along the way and just just push through it. Be resilient, mm. right? Just relentless in 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 moving forward. In relentless, yeah, relentless. Love it. Just keep on use it as fuel. Use it as fuel. Yeah. <laughs> and and again, like it, it, for me, I loved it because again, my back was against the wall. I didn't have another choice, right? Uh -huh. I mean, I had a wife and kid that that you know needed, needed care, right. And needed, yes. needed, needed things to, to, to move forward. And so I was like, Hey, I, I, I got to move forward. Yes. You know? And so I think it's, I think it's good, healthy pressure. You know, you don't want to put too much on you, but you want some healthy pressure, right? I think we can become complacent. Like I, I always talk about, uh, you know, basketball players that, that, uh, you know, from an early age have a, a good skill set. A lot of times those kids will end up getting passed up because they've, they can become complacent. They're like, Hey, I'm, I'm good enough as is. I don't need to put in the work. I would consider myself in that same category early on. Right. I was like, Hey, you know, I can just show up and, and be okay. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's, it's important to, to, you know, the, the real, you know, superstars are the guys that have that skill set and continue to work. Right. That, that I think are the, those are the guys that set themselves apart the guys that it's like, listen, I'm successful. I'm doing well, but I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep taking chances, mm. you know? And so anyway, I think, I think failure, failure, failure can be a good thing. Yes, absolutely. It depends on our perspective, right? Totally. If we want to use it as a learning opportunity. And for me, um, like thinking about business and cause right now, man, I'm just trying to figure it out and learning, making a lot of mistakes, <laughs> not quite making the money yet. And I'm like, Am I going to be able to start a family, man? Am I going to be able to get married? Because it's scary, like, thinking, like, yeah, like, I don't mind living off of a couple bucks a month and just, like, squeezing by because I'm just grinding and hustling because I know I'm going to build this empire. 
but I'm worried when I have a family, it's like, ah, can I, can I still have that risk tolerance? So for you, how, how did you balance that? Did it change over time? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And, and obviously there's, there's a, a, you know, or can be a, a church component to that and depending on, you know, where, where you stand. Um, I'm, I'm, again, I'm a firm believer that, you know, those individuals, you know, wife, kids, like having them in your corner is pretty awesome, mm-hmm. you know? And I think you find uh, that some habits change, uh, you know, maybe there's a little bit more focus that wasn't there before because again, the back's against the wall. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it, it can be stressful. Um, but I mean, no, no, for me, no better blessing, no bigger blessing than my wife, kids, you know, seeing them, you know, grow, learn, fail, um, and, and succeed no, no greater blessing. It, mm. it, it is, you know, it, it drives me today. You know, mm. my wife does such an amazing job of kind of just encouraging, pushing me to become the best version of myself, you know? And I think that's, that's an important, you know, an important component is having somebody that, that, that pushes you and wants you to become your best self. Yes. And so I think, yes, it can be stressful, but what it adds in my mind, way outweighs, you know, having to, you know, provide a few more, you know, waffles on the table or whatever it is. Right. Uh, I feel like it, it, it's, you know, been a, been a major blessing for me. Mm. And so, yes, it is, it is a little stressful. It is, it is tough at times, but, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's helped me become who I want to become. Um, you know, it's, you know, and all, all of these experiences that I have in business, hopefully you're helping me become a better dad, you know, a better husband. And, you know, I, you know, that's a lifelong pursuit, just like businesses, right. Uh Becoming the best version of yourself, becoming the best husband or, you know, father you can be, Uh you know, and, and again, you fail along the way. Right. And, Uh and how do you, how do you respond? And so, um, those are tough decisions and I think it, it, it has become tougher, you know, with, with, you know, costs and things like that. But I, I mean, I have faith that things will work out. Right. And, and I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, if you're doing, doing what's right, making good decisions, not that we won't go through heartache or anything else, but I think ultimately, you know, we'll have uh, doors opened Mm. is, is how I've approached it. So good. So Ben, it's, it's so awesome because you are exactly who, uh, myself and my listeners are trying to emulate and become like, right? Because a lot of times it's people that are successful in business. Um, they're kind of lopsided. They're successful in business, but their family life's crap. Their relationships are crap. Spiritual side is crap. But from hearing about you from other people and seeing you just outside of this setting and talking with you, like you are winning, bro, in business, <laughs> family, relationships, and in your faith. Like I remember when, so I actually first met, it was funny because Trey came on the podcast. He's like, bro, you got to interview Ben. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I wrote his name down literally right here in my notebook. You can see it. And then a week later, I went to this um, fireside um, at my church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it was uh, about the principles of success. And Ben was the speaker. And I was like, no way, man. <laughs> and so he, he spoke about how his faith has helped him in business. And he connected the two. Cause for me, 
it's been huge. Like I've talked about my mission a lot on here and how those lessons serving other people and serving God has applied so much in my life. But it's cool seeing that pattern that you're able to take those principles and apply it in all areas of your life and you're, you're winning, man. That's what me and all my listeners are trying to do is to actualize our infinite potential that we have from God yep. in ourselves with our faith, relationships, business. So for you, because I, so I didn't know you were a bishop currently. <laughs> I am currently. Okay. Yeah. So for those that don't know, the bishop is like a leader of a local congregation. We're, ben and I are both members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but Dude, that is a lot because <laughs> so, so Ben, he, he does it. It's a volunteer position. He does it for free. He doesn't get paid. He's running all these <laughs> flipping startups on the side. So why do you do that? And how has your faith impacted you in business and just created success in all areas of your life? I'm sure. So why do I, why, why am I serving as Bishop or why am I, or what's the, so I guess a better question is how has your faith helped you in business to create success? Sure. You know, I think, again, I, I feel like, you know, if I'm, if I'm making good choices and again, it's always hard with these things cause you're, you know, you're not wanting to claim, you know, Hey, I'm, oh, it's all roses, right? Um, you know, you yeah. try to try to do the best you can. And, and so I, I think I just have felt like, you know, and I, I share this quote is, um, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Uh, you know, and all these things shall be open, you know, open to you basically. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've, I've tried to keep that in perspective again, not always perfect. Um, but ultimately the things that matter most, you know, I mean, having a house is great having other things is great. But at the end of the day, if you take away family and the thing, you know, relationships, um, then the other stuff doesn't mean very much. You know, if I'm in a nice house and I'm, by myself or, you know, I don't want to see my significant other or my kids or, you know, whatever, then for me, uh, you know, what's the point, you know? And so again, I think, I think my wife has, has done a very good job of, of, of helping us all, you know, stay grounded and, and make sure we keep in perspective what matters most. Mm. And, and so, and again, it's, it's, it's hard to say like, you know, with faith, it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to work out it, you know, everything's not going to be, you know, roses and, you know, but, but I feel like if we keep moving forward, keep making good choices, keep our, you know, our perspective and our purpose in mind that, you know, doors will be opened, uh, to us. And, and, and then it's up to us to, to make sure we're, we're acting on those things, you know, appropriately. Right. And, and handling, you know, the successes and things like that is, is, you know, we should, you mm -hmm. know, and, and again, it's hard because you don't want to try, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the guy, you know, it's, 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 it's a work in progress, you know, totally. and, and it's, it's important to just keep, keep that, that focus. Cause I've, I've seen it in the business world, right. Where, you know, guys are on the road 300 days a year, you know, they're on their third or fourth wife or significant other, whatever. And, and, you know, that, that might be fine for the individual, but for me, it, you know, it, 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 it's, it felt hollow, right. Yes. It would feel hollow. Um, you know, I remember, so I, I had a kind of the same thing up North. I, we were having a hard time finding a place to, to play basketball for my kids. So I, I, I put one in a basketball court in my house, right. It was a fun, it was a fun project. I love projects. I love seeing be, uh, stuff be built. 
And we actually held practices there. Other teams would come and practice, and, and uh, they just walk into our, our basement, basically, and practice. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I always thought, man, I, I'm never going to want to leave this. This is, like, awesome, right? This this basketball facility and in the home, you know, all of these things. And, and I was actually really surprised that when we felt like we needed to come down to St. George, well, all right, well, let's go, you know, because at the end of the day, it's a thing, right? And the mm-hmm. thing that matters, the things that matter most are our relationships, you know? Um, and so, I don't know. I, I, I credit my wife actually to a lot of that, you know, she's done yeah. a great job of, of, you know, keeping us united and, and, uh, and, 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 and focused on what matters most. Uh-huh. Sounds like she does a great job at keeping you guys grounded. She right? does big time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. She, she's, she's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So before we get into the last two questions, I want to wrap up here, Ben, how can my listeners support and serve you and what you're doing? Oh, good question. I mean, I, you know, I mean, business wise, I mean, Obviously, we have the complex and things like that. I, I would say, you know, for things like that, love to get involvement. You know, we try to do some different, uh, in, you know, activities or initiatives out there, right? Like we've done uh, some three-on-three competitions and other stuff where yeah. we've raised funds for different charities. We just did one for Cora Kids. Um, it was yes. they're, they're good friends of ours. The Shones, right? Uh, Shones are involved. Yeah, okay. Shones and the Burks. Uh, yes. Burke, uh-huh. Burke, uh, Burke yeah. and Bestrom. Yeah orthodontics and, and, uh, they do a great job, uh, there in Ethiopia, they go down every year. And anyway, things like that would be awesome. You know, getting involved in, in activities like that, maybe, maybe putting things together. Uh, what we try to do is get community involvement so that number one, hopefully we can raise additional funds, uh, for what they're doing. Um, but also get them engaged, you know, get those individuals engaged in a good cause, uh-huh. right? And in this case, it was Cora Kids. We've done it with Tan Streets locally as well. We've done yeah. a, uh, the kids actually are involved in that one. So those that are that are playing in the tournament, they'll they'll bring food items, and then everybody's putting together these sacks. And Tan Streets provides food for for kids locally that that uh, that can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, food comes in from the community. The kids package it all together, um, and and it kind of raises the profile of of Tan's treats. Um, so things like that would be awesome. Um, you know, and I think you know, listeners, just hey, we're looking for, we're always looking for, you know, hungry individuals that are that are wanting to to, to move. Totally. You know, so keep keep working is all I'd say. Keep working, keep pushing forward, and uh, I think that'll help in general. You know, I mean. The world needs better, you know, more people that are out there working hard and, and uh, you know, powering through 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 challenging times. Uh-huh. Totally. So if, if my listeners want to be involved with the charity or reach out to you is the best way, like through the Nats on Fire website. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah that'd be perfect. That'd be awesome. Yeah. They can they can get in touch with, um, you know, Casey or Jermaine or any of those guys over there. Um, and. Again, we, we, we do several events throughout the year and it'd be awesome to get additional uh, engagement. Um you know, so again, again, we love, we love community engagement because it's, it's awesome to see people together and we've got a great community here in St. George. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So last two questions. So Ben, I want you to imagine that you can prescribe anything to the entire world and they have to do it for 30 days. What, what do you tell them to do? They've got to do it. I'd say, um, you know, be kind, be kind would be one. Um, 
and 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 maybe I don't know, you know, I don't know if I you, you turn it into too religious or whatever. Um, be really. kind, and then I'd probably say um, work hard. You know, mm. I, I think you know if you can establish good relationships and work through differences and we all have differences right and whether it's religion or whatever it is we have differences but we can still be kind we can still be loving um and then and then you know there's value in hard work and so i think i think those two things would 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 do the world well would do communities well you know is is be kind and and work hard mm. Love it, man. It's yeah. simple, but it's powerful, right? Yeah. It goes a long ways and people notice. Yep. Right? Agreed. Agreed. Great. Okay. So last question. So I want you to imagine, Ben, that you're on your deathbed. Mm-hmm. It's the very end of your life and you've created everything you could ever dream of. You've made a huge impact on the community. You have all these thriving businesses. You've achieved everything and more in family, business, health, um, but you're about to die and everything about you is completely forgotten in the world. Your family forgets it. Um, any books you've written is gone. This podcast is wiped. Yeah. But you can leave two things for the entire world and your family to remember you by. These are called the two truths. Hmm. It's things that you know to be true because you've lived them um, and experienced them. What would those two truths be for you? Well, wow, that's a, that's a good question and, and, and tough that, you know, thinking they won't, they, they won't have memories of you. Yeah. And number one, I, you don't have to worry about me writing it, writing any books anytime soon. That's not going to happen. <laughs> um, the two things that, uh, that I'd want them to take away from, from my life, basically things that I, I would hope I did well. Is that, is that kind of what it is? Uh-huh. Like lessons. Again, I, I think I would go back to, um, you know, uh, those failures, learning from failure, because we all we all experience it, we all experience it, and so I would say, you know, I I learned and 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 hopefully they can learn to to push through failure. I think I think that that would solve a lot of things uh, today. You know, is 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 that, and then I would say. Gosh, it's probably going to be similar to my other two things, right? Is is, you know, I loved people, you know, mm. so love love people. Like I, I, and I think part of why I love work so much is because I get to work, I get to interact with awesome people that make me better. Mm. And so I would say, you know, interact with others and and love it. Find people you can love being around that that make you better. Um, those those would probably be the two things that I would say. Mm, it's powerful, and I, you know, I would acknowledge you for that because just being around you and seeing you interact with other people, I can tell that that is a priority. Making everyone around you feel important, and it's so cool because um, it it explodes everything around you, man. Your relationships, and then your businesses, and it's just gets better and better. So I, I love hearing your stories and it, it's, it, it's inspiring, man. It fires me up. It makes me want to go <laughs> work the rest of this day and just grind and grind and grind. Cause I, I want to cultivate, um, the life that you have in all areas, just like you've done. And I hope the listeners, I know for sure they've gained a ton of value today 
And if you had, please, for real, leave us a five-star review at the very bottom. Reach out to Ben if you have any questions or want to learn more about what he's doing. Once again, man, I appreciate your time. And I'm Caden Terry, and this has been The Psychology of Success. This has been The Psychology of Success. I invite you to pick one golden nugget that you'd like to apply in your life. Share this episode with a friend on social media and tag me at 11 Cato. Subscribe and leave us a review. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode because I love hearing from you guys and what you think. Send me a DM on Instagram with your questions about business or anything we've talked about. Now it's time to get to work. Here's to actualizing our infinite potential one day at a time. This has been a production from a podcast studio.